Well, Shalom Ambassadors, it is so good to be with you once again. My name is Elder Alicia Halliburton, and I'm so excited to be able to come together once again to teach in the area of prayer. We have been getting some awesome teaching. You, you're missing out. If you have not caught the other prayer teaching, I would definitely encourage you to do so as we have been laying some foundation um, so you can access the other teachings that have um, already been taught on EOFKC at, on YouTube. Um, and so what we're gonna talk about today, as far as the area of prayer, is thinking about our approach. You know, like I said, by now we've gotten lots of teaching about what prayer really is, um, how to pray, some keys to um, unlocking effective prayer. However, you know, you may find yourself in a situation where you're like, I'm doing all the things that I know, I'm praying the word, I'm, um, you know, I'm a faithful tither, a faithful giver. I, I return my first fruits and all of the things. I'm, I speak in tongues from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. I'm built up in the Holy Spirit, you know, all of these things. Why are my prayers not effective? And so one area that you may want to look at is in the area of offense. That is a huge access door that a lot of people aren't even aware that by operating in the spirit or allowing the spirit of offense to operate in them, that it could hinder your prayer life. So that's what we're going to be talking about on this evening very briefly. Um, so let's look straight into, let's, let's look at the word um, in Marcus 11 and 25. And while they're getting that up, I just want to remind you that Elohim's word worked according to law. So without knowing his laws and without being obedient and submissive to his law, then there's no way that you can be effective in prayer. And a lot of times people don't even understand how to properly, uh, don't understand Elohim's laws or maybe maybe they're just living in rebellion to the laws. Maybe they're even aware of it, but just not being obedient and thinking that they know Elohim, thinking that they're serving him, but really they do what they want to do. There's no way that you can have an effective prayer life if you aren't first obedient and submissive to the king. And so just knowing how uh, powerful and how wonderful the father is, when he established the world and everything, um, you know, everything, everything that we see, um, our, ourselves, all of the things. He did it using laws. There are unchanging rules and principles by which everything functions, including the kingdom, including your body, including prayer. So one of the laws that we're going to look at right in uh, Marcus 11, it reads, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So here we see a law. What it's saying is that if we want to receive forgiveness, then we must first forgive others. That's a law. So if we're walking in unforgiveness, if we're holding on to pain, holding on to um, things that have happened to us, what, what he said, what she said, then we are out of order and it could hinder our, prayer, uh, our prayers from being effective. And then let's also look in First uh, Johannine 4 and 20. First Johannine 4 and 20. And it reads, whoever claims to love Elohim yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. 
Now, I didn't call you a liar. <laughs> That's what the scripture said. The scripture said, whoever claims to love Elohim yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love Elohim whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves Elohim must also love their brother and sister. And we know that looking in the Hebrew, the word for love is a hob, and it means to reveal the heart of the father. How can you reveal the heart of the father and you backbiting, gossiping, talking about you know, talking about your brother, your sister, the people that you see every day, the father is saying, you don't know me. Because if you did, you would understand that I am, uh, I am who I am. I am love. And so in order for us to have effective prayer, we have to also make sure that we are treating our brother and our sister right. And, um, you know, some people can get so deep <laughs> You know, the scripture talks about how we can be so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. Well, this scripture in particular is saying that there's no way that you can truly know who the father is and treat people like dirt. Right. And so that's why it's so important for us to look at this, uh, this spirit of offense. One of the things that I have learned about offense is it likes to play hide and go seek. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you how that works. So let's say someone offended you and in your head, you may say, you know what? I'm not going to let that, let that bother me. Right. But then something happens and it reminds you of that offense. And then you go right off in the deep end again. See, that's why I don't, you know, I don't trust them. I forgive, but I don't forget. When the scripture even says he cast our sins into the sea of forgetfulness, the father himself. So who are we? to hold on to memories, to trauma. Uh, and I, I hear you talking, I hear you talking. You know, of course we wanna use wisdom, but also we have to understand that the father is greater than all of that. And by us holding on and by us choosing to stay in the place of being offended at our brother, then we are saying, father, I'm greater than you because you even send your only begotten son to die for me so that I could be forgiven. Yet here I am with my stanky self, all the things that I have done, and yet I am choosing not to forgive this person for whatever. And one of the things that we have to truly be careful of is trying to justify. Well, you don't know what they did. You don't know, you know, I just, I don't like them. I don't, you know, whatever, all the things that we come up with. Um, you know, they, they murdered my brother. Did you know that Yeshua even died for the murderer? Did you know that he died for the rapist? And so as painful as going through certain things could be, I don't sit on the throne. So it's not my responsibility to make a final judgment uh, on someone's behalf to even, even to have the right to choose whether I'm going to forgive or not. See, that's the problem with uh, a lot of kingdom ambassadors. We think that because we have free will, we almost abuse it and are operating in full rebellion. So choosing to walk in unforgiveness is walking in rebellion. And how dare us to come to the throne of Elohim trying to get a prayer answered and we're in full rebellion against him. So it's so vital and so important that we do not allow offense to live in us and, and uh, ask the Holy Spirit, search my heart. 
examine me through and through. Make sure that I, you know, we have to make sure that we are um, cleansed. I'm thinking about that scripture uh, that talks about um, get the speck out of your own eye. Let me see. That is, uh, I believe it's in Matthew. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Matthew chapter seven, verse three. I know it's going to take a second to get that up, but it says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank plank out of your eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So again, this mentality of you don't know what they did to me. That's a true sign that we're in offense and that we're operating in rebellion and that our prayers are not going to work. So really, you know, and then some people also go too far on the other end of that and say, well, I can't, you know, I can't judge because I'm, you know, I'm not that stuff and follow short. <laughs> I don't even have time to deal with that. But just know that as kingdom ambassadors, we have the ability to, to walk in perfect peace, to be, to walk in perfection and to exemplify the Messiah in our everyday lifestyle. So that weak, uh, you know, I, I can't judge, really that's just an excuse usually for that person because they are still operating in sin. And instead of just coming out of it and helping their brother, they would rather say, well, you know, I'm still dealing with stuff too. So, you know, can the blind lead the blind? Yes. And you're both going to fall in the ditch. But let me get back to my point. So we were talking about, um, you know, offense and how, oh man, I'm, first of all, I'm just going to be very transparent. I'm so thankful that Elohim has delivered me from the spirit of offense because it had me bound for so long. And I became the head judge. I became the judge to where I felt like um, I just became so overly critical of whoever I felt like um, hurt me. And I could tell you, I can, you know, point down a whole list of what they did wrong and why they should be punished or why they should get this. And they, 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 and it wasn't until I started looking at me, 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 that I realized that I was the problem. Because no, it was not my fault that they did whatever to me, but I am the one who chose to be offended. And that right there is, um, is where a lot of people fall into the trap of offense. I'm thinking about Yeshua. Um, when Peter came and, and um, Peter was, you know, <laughs> Yeshua and the disciples were together and, and Yeshua said, whoa, you're trying to offend me. And, and what did, and so again, when we look at that example, what I guess what I'm trying to bring out of that is that Yeshua saw that spirit of offense trying to attack. And he chose not to be offended. And he spoke to the spirit. He didn't speak to Peter, uh, to Kepha. He spoke to the spirit and, 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 and to, the, to the enemy. And that is exactly what we should do. We have to use discernment and not just look at our natural eyes, but speak to the spirit and use, uh, use discernment. So when some, someone does anything to us, we have the choice to say, Okay, yeah, you picked the right one today. I'm going, you know, you know how you know how we can do. Or we can say, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to 
activate the Holy Spirit that is within me. I'm going to stay in my calling, stay in, um, stay in my position and allow the Father to do the rest, right? So uh, I'm thinking of that scripture. Um, <laughs> let me see. Matthew 5 and 38. Matthew 5 and 38, because, you know, you, you, we've heard the phrase, turn the other cheek, right? Uh, and so I think this is another one that people oftentimes misinterpret, but let's, let's read this. So uh, Matthew 5 and uh, 38, and it reads, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. So hear me clear. First of all, I didn't say this. Yeshua said it. So if you have a problem with what he said, then take that up with him, okay? Uh, but anyways, so essentially what this is getting at is so many times we try to be tit for tat. And um, I know, again, I'll speak for myself. I used to think about things in what's fair. Well, if they did this, then they deserve this penalty. But it's not my, it's not my job. Uh, the, the scripture says that uh, retribution belongs to him. Vengeance is mine, says Yahweh. So again, at, now that I'm an ambassador, I had to make an exchange in my thought process that no matter what occurs to me, that all things work together for the good of those who love Elohim and are called according to his purpose. So it's not my job to make, make it right or to make sure that someone respects me or, um, or ask for my forgiveness or, you know, if they step on my toe, I got to make sure you know that you stepped on my toe and get you to apologize for it. The choice is yours, you know, whether you do or whether you don't, I'm not going to allow that to stop me from healing. And so uh, looking at this verse, you've heard that it was said an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. So that's that, you know, tit for tat, um, I got to make sure that you get yours and I get mine and that whole mentality. That's not a kingdom mindset. But the scripture says, I tell you, do not resist an evil person. So here's the first thing that we need to understand about, uh, about offense. First of all, the devil ain't saved. <laughs> and a lot of the people that are offending you aren't either. And even if they are, even if they, and honestly, even if they are, that's even better because the Holy Spirit is in them and he's gonna whoop their behind right so again it's our it's not our job to tell everyone off and to fix everything it's our job to maintain the right attitude because i understand uh do battle on my back so that doesn't mean i have to lay down and you know literally somebody come up and smack you then <laughs> you make sure they smack you again but what it's saying here is don't walk in that door don't allow people's actions to get a reaction out of you you have to choose to react and you can also choose not to react you can choose to respond and respond with the word respond with loving people how Elohim wants to love them. Um, because also it'll show you, show them, or show, that will show you where that person is. Okay, all right, so we just wanna make sure that we um, do not allow that access. 
Um, so let's see. So what do you do if you're offended? What should you do if you are offended? Let's look to, uh, to the scripture to see what it says about this. Um, and first of all, one, one of the first things um, that we would need to do is repent. Repent. We, we would first, you know, repent comes from the Hebrew word shuv, and it means to burn it down on the inside. Father, forgive me for holding on to what so-and-so did. Forgive me for not looking at my pastor right, for not treating my husband or my wife right. Forgive me, Father, for not uh, treating my friend right, for operating in strife, for strife nullifies grace. And grace is the ability to keep the law. Grace is what allows us to keep this thing in order and, and have an effective prayer life if we're in strife with our brother. This is so crucial that we, uh, that we make sure that all access doors are closed. And you know what else? You want to know how I know? Because he, it never fails. Um, the scripture says immediately after the word is sown, the enemy comes to try to steal it. So first, we got to make sure that you understand it. And secondly, you have to be obedient. So whoever that person is that uh, gets on your nerves at work or <laughs> when your son comes and does something that you told him not to do for the 50 millionth time, surrender. Put down the, the mallet, allow the king to be the king, and you stay in position and utilize the power that is found in prayer. See, that's the best part about it is we have all of the tools and all of the things that we need to really dominate and be successful. It's just up to us as to whether we're going to use it or whether we're going to take the bait. There's this really great analogy uh, that Dr. Smith gave and um he would talk about how in africa there's a certain type of monkey that they would try to catch and they knew that the monkey they love this particular fruit right so what they would do is they would have a box with a hole in it and first they would go ahead and put the uh the fruit in the box and then the hole would be smaller than the fruit and so what the monkey would do is stick their hand in the box and try to get the fruit. And that's how they will be able to catch the monkey because instead of the monkey simply letting the fruit go to get away, they would just hold on to it and hold on to it. And so they would get caught every time. And that's exactly how it is when we're holding on to offense. Because you know what? Some people would rather hold on to the pain rather than allow the Father to heal them of that pain and then be triumphant over it. We would rather lick our wounds than allow the Father to uh, heal us and take that away. Because you know what? Sometimes that pain hides uh, our dirt. Sometimes that pain hides how we, what we're truly thinking and doing. But the Father sees everything. He sees our heart. And so, uh, you know, let that pain go and deal with whatever it is that you're trying to avoid. It, it really requires us to look at our stanky breath, big tooth. Okay, sorry, I didn't even talk about you. It requires us to look at us. And that is the biggest lesson that I've learned about the spirit of offense, that it was me who chose to hold on to that hurt 
And by doing that, I, I allowed myself to be stagnant and to be in a place, regardless of who did what, when, where, and why. Are we greater than Yeshua? He was an innocent man. He was an innocent man. Wow. And he gave his life. They were talking about him. Everywhere he went, even the church, oh, they talked the worst about him. They stoned him. They spit on him. They disgraced him. Who are we? Who are we? Yeshua, the King of Kings, the Yahweh of, of Yahweh, all of that. And he humbled himself and didn't get offended. So I would just want to encourage you that if you are dealing with offense, let the fruit go on another. Make sure that we see our brother right, the people that we see every day so that the Father can forgive us and our prayers can be, uh, can be effective. I pray that something that was said impacted you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope to see you next time. Don't forget to like and subscribe and shalom.